Greetings, Traveler. This podcast will contain spoilers about Diablo 3 and the Herodric Cube. That was an awful impression. I am so sorry. Hello, and welcome to episode 64 of the Legendary Frogcast. I'm your host, Joseph Blanchett, and with me is Casey McDonald. What? Oh, I'm playing Diablo 3. We're doing a podcast <laughs> right now. Mark Snyder, oh, are you playing Diablo oh. 3? No. No. I'm the only one of us who knows how to have fun. How to multitask when we're <coughs> on Skype. Fun uh, fact, he's also playing uh, World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, he's got Minecraft stuff running. and I'm also editing a video and, and uh, working on Flash. Ironically, Flash is the one thing you never work on. Ooh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! I made myself sad. So this this, this isn't a uh, a TuneWorks podcast because usually when we all get together and record, it's for TuneWorks. But uh, we're gonna be talking about Diablo three. So it's a Diablo three cast. Diablo three cast. And, uh, Diablo three cast. You would think with episode sixty four, we would have like a Nintendo sixty four retrospective, but. Why didn't well, we think of that? Because What's wrong just, with you? <laughs> that is a good idea. What if Diablo 3 was on the Nintendo 64? StarCraft uh, was on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> we, we, we don't speak of that, though. What if Diablo 2 was on the Nintendo 64? I don't know. Yeah. But anyways. So, thanks to the mega popularity of World of Warcraft, uh, Blizzard was able to finally get the money to make some of some long-awaited sequels and uh, a couple years ago starcraft 2 came out it was really good we really liked it and uh then diablo 3 was announced four years ago yeah four years? Four, it was announced four years ago it was announced four well it's more like three and a half or whatever if you look at the the dates but yeah <laughs> i didn't realize that i thought it i didn't think it had been that long yep so blizzard is notorious for announcing stuff and then have it not come out <laughs> <laughs> they are famous for that. Well, because they, they, as they say, they want to make sure that it's good. They don't release a product unless they they really like it themselves. You know. Does they, that does that mean StarCraft Ghost was not liked by the company? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, wow. it, it literally it means that they didn't think it was good enough to release. Like, um, like they, rumor, they have rumor that has it that the game was, I don't want to say almost complete, but you know, it had a good chunk of it done, and uh, it just got scrapped. And they hmm. had a uh, Warcraft adventure game that had a lot of assets done with it and it was well on its way to being complete too but that got that got scrapped man yeah, they I mean, suck at making new games it's well, just the I, same thing over and over again that's all they do <laughs> well they are making a new a new franchise but they're finally way, making a new yeah. IP it's one in, since uh since like the original Starcraft <laughs> well I mean I can't really blame them on on one hand though because it's like there are so many like look at uh, what what company is it I, like I used to know someone who claimed anyway that they worked at EA and they, I remember they said something about how they had a, a rule about quantity over quality where it's like as long as you just keep releasing games you know even if they're not that great you know you're you're still gonna have like good titles and stuff which is also a, a decent philosophy but mm. like um, you know, that's a common rule in video game stuff that's why we have a even though they're not bad games, so that's why we have a new Modern Warfare every year. Yeah. That's why we have a new Assassin's Creed every year. <laughs> uh, in you know, just sequel after sequel. Um, yeah, I mean, but I think it, in Blizzard's case, I'm talking about Diablo in a minute, but it's like they, they look at 
like their last RTS game, which is Warcraft Three. Yeah, and, and they probably think it's like you know we could probably improve on this. Like we can probably with all this learning we've done over the years, and like we can we can build on the original StarCraft, continue the story which people love, and just and just make it fresh again while still making it still has has a nostalgia of the old stuff. Because you look at at StarCraft they, Two, even though it has. They reinvent it rather than, than uh, just yeah. change it. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing as a lot of familiarity to it. it. It's like StarCraft Two and, um, and Diablo Three. Um, they feel a lot like their older, their the older versions. Of, yeah, the predecessors, but uh, they feel completely up to standard with modern games. But you know, like I said, it retains the old the uh, old school feeling. Yeah. That's well, I mean important. that that's yeah that is important. Well, because like um. I'm gonna be honest. We mentioned Modern Warfare. I mean, there's been a couple releases under that franchise, and well, a couple. it's a game series. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. I, say, I, I mean, uh, like recently. I mean, like Call recently. Of Duty. Like, okay, whatever. Since, uh, see, that, see, that's, that's my point. Is I get confused. I get really confused. Like I have no idea which one is which. I just know that they're good games, and I've been meaning to play them. But it's like I'm just like, wait, was there two or three or what? There's a <laughs> multiplayer. I don't. I mean, because they just release them so fast, and they're basically just the same game. Like, and on top of that, they release a like Nintendo DS counterpart for some <laughs> stupid reason. Because that's yeah. what I want to play: the DS version of Modern Warfare. Woo. Well, I mean that's. That's kind of my point, is that Blizzard makes things... They don't really do it for money, um, contrary to popular belief of the world of Warcraft. <laughs> that would be Activision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they do it because you can tell that they love it. And, like, with Diablo 3, it's really apparent that they love what they're doing with kind it. Kind of too. ironically, yeah, like, Activision and Blizzard are the same company now, and <laughs> Blizzard is known for not releasing games. Um, yeah, it's like... The, like, StarCraft 1... Uh, not StarCraft, uh... Diablo 1 and 2, and, like, Warcraft 1 and 2. Like, you can tell, like, the jumps from those games, they said, okay, we know we can advance this even further. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then they just kind of stopped. Like, they had a Warcraft 3, but they, they just, they they weren't in a hurry to make, like, Warcraft 4 or Starcraft 2 right then, because they knew, well, they can't really do anything different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there there would be no real reason to play it. You could just play the original. <laughs> yeah, it, it, That's kind of why. That's why they moved on to World, World of Warcraft, Warcraft yeah. and... Mm. I think they kind of got stuck in World of Warcraft land for a while. Hey, can you blame them? Yeah. I think it was a cash cow. And, uh, yeah, and, like, when they finally said, okay, we can finally do StarCraft 2, like, technology has advanced enough. But, anyway, moving on to Diablo 3, yeah, four years since they announced <laughs> it. They've been working on it even longer than that. Yeah. Um, where are you guys' experience with the Diablo franchise? Well, um, I remember playing Diablo 1 because... Like I like you know I was like in high school or, or middle school or something when it came out I don't remember and um, I had a bunch of friends and I was trying to be one of the cool kids you know and they all played Diablo because it was a, it was a you know gothic game and it's bad it's it's a badass game and it's <laughs> teenagers devils and, yeah it's about hell and devils yeah yeah so I mean um you know like I, that's kind of how I got into it but uh, I really sucked at it like I had no clue what I was doing I enjoyed Diablo two a whole lot more just because it, it really expanded on what Diablo was, just like the dungeon crawling, you know, you pick up items and build stats, and, and you know, you kill loads and loads and loads of monsters. Uh, and I, I got a lot better at that one, and I, I remember playing the Necromancer and that for years and years and years. I forgot... I've always really enjoyed it. I forgot how I got Diablo, the original Diablo, because I know I didn't buy it. 
but I had a copy did, of it. Did you steal it? No, I think, I think my uncle, <laughs> one of my uncles gave it. Did you get it for Easter? Ironically. Was it chocolate? But, uh, yeah, like, I had Diablo, and I had, like, the official strategy guide for Diablo, which was really thick. And, like, yeah, which, I just... I could, probably have that, yeah. And, like, I wasn't, like, a little kid or anything, but I don't know, like, Diablo just... the the I never really got very far in it. Like, I got to, like, level three in the cathedral, and, like, it became too hard for me. Like, <laughs> too much it's, stats. Like, just all the stats and the items and the... It's kind of like playing Dungeons and Dragons in a sense, you know, that you're you're crawling through these dungeons and you you find a you know, like crown of the hawk and it has <laughs> dexterity and strength on it and it does these different things for you. I mean, with World of Warcraft, it's a lot more straightforward in in a sense. I mean, ironically, because this game's actually simpler than World of Warcraft, but like, uh, it's like, oh, I'm a mage, I'm going to use intelligence, you know. But in this game, it's in this game series, it's like everything can benefit any character in some way, and it's like you got to kind of preciously, uh, very precariously, I mean, balance all of your stat weights and stuff, and in a way that'll work. Um, some people really like that, though. <laughs> right, and that's a big step up from the other games. I remember from the first Diablo, you got you could I think use like one skill at a time. You had to pick whatever skill you wanted. Uh, you had the scrolls that could give you like the one-time use skills. Um, the, there was a there was a set amount of levels of like fifteen, sixteen levels that you had over the three different three or four different types of dungeons. And then Diablo two was like, hey, let's make. They did that same kind of thing, but they made like four acts. To it, yeah, and eventually yeah. the the, uh, the official expansion pack, Lord of Destruction, they did that as well. So, what was the big difference between Diablo one and two? Besides, like two had like more areas and kind of had more of a, a story to it. Um, well, um, graphic um, graphical wise, they gave every instead of you having like uh, one costume per level of armor you have. Like every fifteen levels, you got one of the you got a new uh, you were wearing a different type of armor on your character. Um, the the other one gave each object its own graphic. So if you had a mace, it would look different than a sword. You had like a you had like a certain crappy armor, it looked different than the the slightly better armor, the type of armor it was. That was like one of the big things that they really expanded upon how the game looked and felt. Yeah, well, they obviously had more uh, classes and probably more spells and yeah, that too. Yeah. Well, I know that um, they had the whole like you could. You know, you, you could have, like, an ability tagged to your mouse, and I think the original did that, too. I think, honestly, um, the second one was a was a great big graphic update. Like, it was basically yeah. the same game, but they just they just increased the graphics. More graphics and the bigger scope, bigger size. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it, it was really, honestly, what a proper sequel should be. It kept yeah. the same feel as the first one, but expanded the universe out a whole lot more. Yeah. It brought a lot more lore into it, and, and it was just a more interesting environment. If anything happened with uh, Warcraft, um, like the original Warcraft is super basic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, between that and Warcraft 2, like they expanded the world, added more races, and just like story and characters, and mm -hmm. um, so much that the original Warcraft game, the actual story of it is just kind of just kind it's, of it's um, boring. Is well, <laughs> well, like they had to retcon a bunch of stuff into it just to make it fit in. Yeah, but, yeah. Like the current Warcraft story, like half the game is like canon, half of it isn't. Stuff <laughs> <It's laughs> like that. Yeah, uh, Diablo 2, um, I remember I, I got it, because like, one of my online friends said, oh, you should totally get Diablo 2. It was, it was me, wasn't it? No, it was someone else. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, someone okay. better. 
And uh, so I, I got the battle chest, was, which was still like $40 at the time. And I installed it. It was still not new, new, but it was, you know, it was only like five years old at that point. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and like I was playing it, and then this, this guy immediately said, hey, let's go hack the files and <laughs> go to level 99 and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to play the game like that. So he was immediately disinterested, so... I never really got too into Diablo 2 either. <laughs> yeah, I remember I tried to get you to play it for a while. That's what I thought maybe you were talking about me at first, because oh, yeah. we, we played it for a bit, and it was like we were making jokes, uh, like, you know, like, look, I found the lizard's helm of the monkey, you know. So <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But, like, around Act 2, you know, you get to, like, the desert, like, Loot Galane section, and I remember you kind of got bored of it. And I yeah, was getting. Like, I remember I too. died, and I had to run back to my corpse with no items, and. You had to worry about scrolls and all this stuff, and it was frustrating. Like I mean, the stats like, and the yeah. trees were, kind of, you know, like the talent trees were frustrating. Oh, and, God, uh, I could never do the talent trees. It was yeah, and horrible uh, with that. And like I remember recently, I looked at some videos of like Diablo Two Endgame. It just looks like the most boring thing ever. I mean, <laughs> people like this guy was playing a mage or like sorceress or whatever, and he's just like teleporting around avoiding enemies he has like a million potions and literally the last boss fight was just him spamming a button and using his potion over and over again yeah and when he ran out of potions he had to teleport back to town get more potions go back to the boss and click (laughs) more and i don't know i think (laughs) that's like world of warcraft's end game (laughs) yeah we're out of potions (laughs) Uh, i mean it it was just like potion spam and uh that's why when people who don't like Diablo 3 are saying it's not like Diablo 2. And it's like, from what I tell Diablo 2, like, once you get kind of to the hardest stuff, you just kind of out-level it, out-gear it, and then that's about it. Well, in Diablo 2, there was, like... I mean, one of the big differences between Diablo 2 and 3 is that in in Diablo 3, you can kind of dodge a lot of these attacks. Like, there's sort of a strategy to beating a lot of these epic bosses and stuff. And you only get one chance at doing it. If you die, you have to come back and start the whole thing all over again, which is a bit more proper of a video game. In Diablo 2, it was like you could run in and shoot it with, like, one bone lance and get killed, like, instantly. And then, (laughs) you know, just run back and then shoot one more bone lance. And it would take you, like, four hours, but you could kill it just doing that, (laughs) which is really cheap. It was more, it felt more like it was like a monster in a dungeon rather than a boss. It was just like a yeah. really strong monster. So yeah. it, it felt, it. it kind of felt in a sense proper to how the games were. But yeah, I could see like today's standards and what we're used to now that can, that can get kind of boring pretty quickly. Yeah, like, uh, let's get on to Diablo 3, like the game proper. Um, they basically streamlined a whole bunch of stuff. And they're kind of like doing the same thing to World of Warcraft where... They're making, there are no talent trees. You just, they're saying, okay, here's some abilities. You can choose whatever you want. And yeah, let, yeah. But you have a few of them, and uh, they're all useful in some way. They kind of reinvented the wheel again, in that yeah. kind of sense. Because a yeah. lot of games are based, like a lot of RPG games are really based on um, having talent trees and stuff. Uh, and they just said, nope, we're not having any of that. You just, you just level up, and you're going to get your abilities automatically. There's no choosing. You can you can kind of choose how to empower them with runes and stuff, yeah. and you can choose and you can choose which ones you want to use. Yeah, so not only do you have a dozen or so spells, yeah. each spell has a handful of runes that uh, change them in some way. Yeah, and it's not even it's not just like a oh I'm going to use the rune of damage increases damage by twenty percent, but like increases mana cost. Like that thing yeah. that kind of thing would be boring. Instead, what they do is it's like 
like mages have, or wizards, I should say, have a disintegrate spell that just shoots a great big laser and uh, hits like everything that <laughs> it touches, whatever. But like you can the um, iron the Iron Man skill. Yeah, but then you can <laughs> you can change it so that like it shoots like two lasers side by side, or you mm-hmm. can change it so that it whenever you use you can make it just like a short range ability where it shoots like a cone of lasers like out in front of you. You you can you can and each one like changes the color, it changes the way it looks and sounds and everything, so it looks like a totally different ability. And and by doing this it, it opens up different ways to play the character rather because you can choose different sets of skills that will give you different benefits and, and, and weaknesses. And it, rather than, you know, choosing uh, choosing a skill that you feel will be, you know, powerful or benefit the character the most, it, it, it kind of goes to your play style. Yeah. Rather than rather than and there seems to be just like a bunch of different ones for each character. I mean, like, I can look at this right now, um, as I'm playing the game right now. Like, the, the wizards have, a, like, the Hydra, where they summon a little Hydra up, and it shoots, like, missiles. And you can you can set it up to be Arcane, Lightning, Venom, Frost, or a Mammoth. I don't have a Mammoth Hydra yet. I don't know what that does. But, like, uh, and it, obviously it shoots each one a different kind of element, but, like, you know, the Lightning one can hit things further away. The Venom one poisons things for a while. The Arcane one shoots them like a bomb, like it explodes. And, like, they're each just as good as each other. Like, I constantly change it up based on what's going on. So, like, it, it really is, like like Mark said, it's completely your own play mm-hmm. style. Like, it, your character is very much unique to how you want to play the game. You can play through the entire game as, like, a monk, and then come back and play with, like, some other monks, and they'll be to- using completely different abilities than you, yeah. most likely. Uh, unless you're all witch doctors and you'll just throw, you know, frogs and animals <laughs> at, at the game. <laughs> Um, yeah. And, and what, it, what, it, what especially opens it up is when we once we realize you could move around the skills if right. you set that uh, menu option up, yeah, so you yeah, can have you points. can have like two of the same set on your hot hot bar in different areas, and I'm like, oh, this fixes everything. Yeah, surprise! Yeah, like, they don't really uh, tell you about that. You have to it's find yeah. the options. And it's, I mean, it, it really opens up the game. Like, it's really customizable and really neat. Because, I mean, your character's kind of small on the screen, you know? Like, there's not, well, like... Well, insignificant. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, that's one thing with MMOs, too, that a lot of companies do wrong, in my opinion, is you get, like, characters that have really super, like, depth in the, in the detail and how you, you kind of put them together with the, the customization. Like, this guy's nose is going to be slightly bigger than that guy's nose or whatever. <laughs> um... I mean, Champions Online did a good job with the character customization. I mean, don't, there's people that do it right, don't get me wrong. But uh, with Diablo with Diablo and all most Blizzard games, I mean, how often do you actually see your character? You know, it's not it's not about the characters, it's about what they're doing. So, I mean, like, if, if I'm in a game and I, I see, like, lasers being shot everywhere, I know that that's me, because that's that's what I love to do, is I just love to shoot these lasers. So, I mean, kind of getting a lasers. there. But... I want to see your character in battle half the time, because there's a million... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's really nice that they have that spell customization that, 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 that <clears throat> like they do. Yeah. It's it's kind of like your signature in the game. Yeah, so they also uh, simplified some other aspects. Like there's no more um, scrolls of um, identification. You just right yeah. click on an item, you find like a, a rare item, and, you, and it tells you what it is. Your dad yeah. goes, I wonder what this is. Hmm, oh, that's what it, it is. It just looks <laughs> at it really hard and figures it out. <laughs> uh, and uh, no more. Town portal scrolls, you can just do it whenever you want. Yeah, you can only and, have uh, enough at a time, and it takes a while to cast, but yeah. Your inventory is pretty big, all things considered. Like, you can pick up a lot of items before you're, uh, you have to go back to town to sell them. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the other change. thing they did, too. They, um, 
made it where every every weapon and armor seems to have two slots and every smaller item has one slot rather than it being this weird Tetris puzzle piece type thing of the, the games of old. Now, I kind of liked that in Diablo 2. That's one of the changes I'm not as fond of. I like uh, how you don't have to think about it. Yeah, I mean, there is that. But I don't know, like, I, I kind of liked the Tetris minigame in Diablo 2. <laughs> even though it, it, it was annoying you couldn't, um, like, rotate your pieces. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I understand how it's annoying to people and stuff, and so that doesn't bother me, but it, I really did like that in Diablo 2. <laughs> Best part of Resident Evil 4 was managing your inventory. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, if, I, I... If, I, if I move these weapons around, I can fit more. I can fit three more shotgun shells over here. That's what I'm going to do when I'm about to face Diablo. I want to fix my inventory. Yep. Yeah, I understand where people don't like it. I'm just saying I, I thought that was kind of fun. I do, I do miss the scrolls, though. I, I, I did like the fact that Town Portal wasn't a luxury. Yeah. Or, or what, yeah, it was a... It was... It was but but it was limited playing this game, yeah. it's super useful just to go back to town. Yeah, especially to sell all the stuff that you yeah, want. Yeah, I mean, that's... Before you save the... The town from the minions of hell. Yeah, that's basically what it's there for. <laughs> well, in this this game is much more level based. I don't mean like character levels. I mean like it's it's not like in Diablo two where you were kind of always hooked to your town and what was going on back at town. You know, yeah. in this game it's like you know you sit on a near adventure across the the wastelands or whatever, and you know ideally you don't want to have to go back to town like the way it's set up with the way the quests work and stuff is you just kind of go from one thing to the next it's really story based yeah most of the time um, you don't have to go back to town until the mission ends yeah so like having like town portals and stuff being a really major part of the game would probably be really annoying yeah. and hindering in this game yeah. oh oh that's the other thing is that now we have the health globes that's that also prevents us from needing to go back and get oh, yeah, a, a potion. health potion yeah the health globes yeah basically almost negate the need for potions like a little bit potions yeah. are on a, a cooldown now for like 30 seconds or something like that so yeah because you can, even if you can you overdose on life spam, <laughs> like, even if you want a potion of spam you can't yeah and, uh, yeah yeah it's, and it's, it's go the more traditional routes of giving you of they they send enemies after you during boss fights so you have health globes you can pick up which, Most of the time. Yeah, so no, not, not all of them, but, but yeah, sometimes. So we went to this before with the boss fights. actually feel like boss fights now. Yeah. Except, when they got, except when they got too easy. Yeah, they got kind of easy <laughs> near the end of the game. It could be because... That was different we were, for me, though. Might be because we were in a me. co-op. Yeah, well, it could have been because we were co-op. We were both um, uh, area... No, what's it? Distance-based attacks. Like I, was the, I had an arrow, and then Joseph had the magic. We should note where... We, we beat it on normal, and we're kind of making our way through Nightmare right now. So we, bar- we barely started Nightmare. Yeah, we just broke. You, you know, somebody, been... somebody's, somebody's listening to this right now, and they'll be like, it, it took them that long to get through the... Yeah, it's like, I'm already on Inferno. Ah. Well, I'm a little further along. Like, I've been kind of playing... Because it's like I have work and stuff, you know, a lot of the times I don't really see Joseph and Mark. So, so I've been kind of playing by myself. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I played most of it solo. I had the hardest time with, like, the second half of the game on normal. Like, I was just dying and dying and dying. It took me, like, three hours to defeat the final boss. It was ridiculous. Like, <laughs> we did I remember, one shot. I don't uh, yeah, like, died. <laughs> um, it was it was incredible. Um, I liked it, but, you know, I, I'm kind of... Yeah, like, that's like definitely a multi-phase boss that I can see on harder difficulties just being... Oh, it's like, almost beat him, then you die. You have to do it over again. <laughs> At least in multiplayer, you can, you, you can res each other. 
Well, um, he does the the bone trap things, and I would get caught by those. And if you're if you're by yourself, like those would pretty much kill me instantaneously. Sometimes I get lucky and I'd hit like crystal skin or something right before it got me, and I would negate half the damage or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's. I remember <laughs> we we got hit in those. I think I got hit once, and I think you got hit at least once too, Joseph. It didn't yeah. seem to do that much damage to us. Well, but it might do less damage on when he like a multiplayer maybe. I don't I don't I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think it's because I just didn't have that much vitality. Maybe. But see, another thing with me, too, is that I can't... Like, as a wizard, there's very little things I can do where I... Like, I pretty much have to stand there shooting stuff at him. And it's like, he does those bone prisons all the time, and I gotta, like, run around in circles and dodge everything. And Because everything yeah. he did would one-shot me. If I got hit by anything, I would just die. Looking yeah. back, it's probably just not itemized very well, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as a demon hunter, like I said, we got the ranged attacks, and I've also got that the vault skill, so I can jump out of the way if I needed to. Well, we're really nerding out here, aren't we? So, one of the more controversial parts of this game is how it requires a um, internet connection and a login. And how this pissed us off a couple times during the course of our first run. How it was, yeah, how it was really bad the first couple days, and it kind of evened out. And how me and Mark beat a boss once and then disconnected us, we lost our loot. Yeah, we, we we picked up everything, we were about to go look and identify it, and then random disconnect, go back in, and they put us back in town after, after and it recorded that we beat the boss. Yep. So we awesome. didn't get that massive loot. So that's definitely a, a downside to this Internet thing. Yeah, I think it'll I think it'll even out with time. Oh, yeah, I think this it's is, because there was this so is just a random like server disconnect. Yeah, so it's, overall, it's, an, the, it's annoying. Overall, it's been really good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming those first few days because a lot of people were complaining about it those first few days. Oh, this was like actually a couple days ago. Oh well, yeah. it, wasn't um, it wasn't it down for like hours on launch day? It's like, hey, it's coming out at three. It came on for like, yeah, like twenty I, minutes I'm, and then went down. Well, Even though I would defend Blizzard in a lot of areas, the first day just wasn't good. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, they probably should have been better prepared for it, but there was probably a, just a crap load of people that were logging this in. Is, this day, was, so. uh, yeah. This is the, the best launch of any PC game ever, so I think there was literally. What? No, it is? Yeah, I it think is? there was. I didn't know that. Yeah. Even Holy crap. <laughs> it beat out, uh, whatever. Modern Warfare? No, PC game. Um, oh, PC. Whatever World of Warcraft expansion had the had the uh, had the. Take right that, Warcraft! Well. You're you're old and nobody likes you anymore. Yeah. So like there <laughs> was literally, incredible. I think there was like millions of people trying to log on. <laughs> but uh, um, they almost do that. Like remember that happened with Warcraft, like the vanilla World of Warcraft, where um, oh yeah, they had some story about how they were like, eh, sorry, MMO, and they were like going to go down, and they kind of knew it was going to be decent, but they were going to go to like the launch event or something, and there were like people walking around like everywhere in the city, and they're like, huh, there must be like a football game tonight or something, but it was all for World of Warcraft. <laughs> they were like, what? <laughs> I think they should have been a little more prepared, but I think just the volume of people. Just, it would have uh, been nice if they did some sort of vol- uh, rolling uh, launch, whatever the term yeah. for that is, where they where they only do certain like regions at a time and over time, and they slowly get onto the game. Or if um, yeah, I mean, because it's like you you can't you don't want to be when it comes to business you don't want to be over prepared with something because if you spend a whole bunch of money to buy a whole bunch of extra servers and it turns out yeah. you don't need them that's wasted money. Well, this, this is different than World of Warcraft. Like World of Warcraft yeah. has like servers for all the all the continents and the battlegrounds and the and the instances and the raids like mm. like yeah. Diablo 3 is actually a lot smaller when you, when you think of it that way like it doesn't require as many uh much stuff um everything in Diablo 3 is uh server side 
like when loot drops, it's not on your computer; it's all on the on the server. That and makes we the just... auction. That makes the auction house and transferring between characters very nice. Yeah, yeah, that's actually one thing. I mean, like like we were saying, people might complain about it, uh, you know, about it being all online. But I bet you that they people probably like it more than they they hate it. To be honest, it's going to. Mm. I don't want to say it's going to get rid of hacking because who knows what'll happen, but. Yeah, like Diablo Two was just riddled with with hackers hacking items and stuff. Diablo One was just a hack fest and selling them for you know money on on third party sites and and that's why we have an online only game now. <laughs> well, and the thing about it being all online too is it makes because that was one thing in Diablo Two that like because they're the people that would just make all kinds of money off that game like they would. And you'd have them, like, they'd get, like, a bunch of loot on their wizard, and so they'd have to go and... Or their mage, sorry. And they'd have to go and, um... <laughs> and, like, transfer stuff around, or... Yeah, cause, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, there would be a sorceress back then. So they, they'd get, like, a sorceress and go defeat, like, Mephisto, and he'd drop, like, a bunch of rare items, and they'd have to go and transfer that to their barbarian or their character to sell it somewhere else. So they'd, like, drop it all on the floor, then leave the game, and have someone watch the game for them and come back. And it, it was a big mess, you know? Yeah. In this game, now, it's it's, like, everything you own... Your, all your characters have. You put it in your stash, and any of your characters can reach it. Um, all all your gold, gold is... Yeah, they all share the same gold. It's it's really, really nice. I mean, that's one of like, the best friends things. Games just really easily. I mean, there's you just click their name on the menu, and you, you're, you're in their game. Yeah, and all of that stuff definitely outweighs, like, the occasional... Oh, the server shut down for, like, an hour, you know? like Yeah, <laughs> and that's just really just launch day problems for, for a really big game. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's forgivable because I wasn't here the launch day. I didn't start playing till the <laughs> afternoon when everything was fixed. So it's, it's kind of a mentality they're using with WoW now is that you play as yourself, not a character. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like so, like I could, like if I start a new character in Diablo three, um, then I have all the same gold. My blacksmith and jewel crafter are all leveled up to the same level. I can so I get yeah. either items there. Um, I have my items in the stash that I can get, and uh, so so really, it's just like no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing as another character, but I'm still playing as me, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Well, it's all about it's all about your style and your your sense of what you're doing with the game, yes, and that's. Yes. That's a good direction to take it in. I think. I think that's. It, where... it, it is a little bit cheap where I can I pretty much found like some decent items my first playthrough and uh, with the first character and then I'm like I'm going to keep these low level items that are really good in my stash for future characters I'll probably be well, doing that until they run out of durability well to be honest people would do that in Diablo 2 as well they yeah, would find yeah. something like oh this will be good for my my necromancer and so they would they'd trade it over by putting it on the they'd throw it on the floor in one game and come back in the same yeah. game on another character and do it in WoW 2 it's just another kind of character project project uh progression yeah but in, in kind of a the mm -hmm. sense that well i i've already done all this so i should be able to reap the like benefits yeah, of, yeah. with other characters if i want to and if you yeah. don't want to do that you don't have to yeah i guess it's it's okay it's it's definitely better than the alternative yeah, i mean yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like like I think just like the average Joe kind of complains with Blizzard games, like, oh, they're too easy. And people get the wrong idea of what easy actually means, because easy isn't convenient. Um, and I wouldn't say that Diablo 3 is easy at uh, all. Like, the, uh, Well, the last, the, the last deck was easy for me and Joseph. 
Um, well, yeah, it was like, it was fun. It was and fun. It wasn't yeah. a cakewalk. Normal but... mode overall was enjoy like really enjoyable. Yeah, but it was a uh, casual. Like never got so hard it was unbeatable. It wasn't frustrating. Um, it was. I mean, it was a little funny when like some of the bosses were like, "Well, I'm gonna kill you when you get to me," and then we're killing her as she says that. Yeah. And it was like the spider lady or something in one of the acts, and and then we killed her in like I don't know, like five minutes or something. It, it wasn't just, that long. Like, like, it was, it yeah, it was just a couple seconds. minutes. Yeah. Um, She's taunting us the whole act, and then we're like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill you, no problem." <laughs> from what I can tell, from kind of the super biased form people, is that uh. Nightmare and Hell, you know, they kind of ramp up in difficulty, but if you're a veteran player, it's not too bad. It's still doable. You have to, you know, alter your skills a little bit and, like, be a better player to beat it, but it's not too bad. But Inferno is actually where the real challenge is. And even though people are beating bosses pretty quickly, um, the bosses really aren't the... weren't designed to be the super challenging aspects of Inferno and all these higher difficulty. It was actually the... The random elite uh, mini bosses you find, like the like the mobs. Yeah, some of those are complete, just horrible. Some of them are <laughs> scary. Some of yeah. them are nearly impossible to defeat. And, uh, yeah. Blizzard even said it's like, yeah, we didn't want people to farm bosses necessarily. We, we like so we put the best drop rates on these random, really difficult uh, uh, elite mob creatures. And people are saying those are super hard on Inferno and Hell and all that. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they they get ridiculous. Even on on Nightmare, like I've encountered a couple. Like I'm not, I don't have too big of a problem with them now. Like I have a pretty good mentality for how to deal with them. But uh, they just they just get they just get crazy. Like you can get <laughs> you can get things where it's like they have all of their minions because like all the bosses come along with like a bunch of little minion copies of themselves. Yeah. Um, they can be set up in such a way so that their minions are immune to all damage. And then they, like. <laughs> They'll set like arcane sentries down that shoot lasers, and they can, you know, put you in cages, and, and it's like all of this at once. You're just like, how is this to deal with all of this? Yeah, it's, 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 you know, awful. too easy. Yeah, it's too. Well, easy. What happened is, is these people that beat Inferno in the first few days. I mean, they literally had other people getting items for them and other other play sessions. <laughs> like you know, because it's pretty easy to trade items back and forth, and they were literally corpse hopping. Uh, hopping from these elite mobs so they skip right to the boss and since the bosses are just kind of almost entirely skill based not like DPS based um, yeah. you know they were able to kill Diablo pretty easily just because they were really good players and they were able to skip all the all the hard it's, stuff it's the mentality that people it's, it's like the same thing with World of Warcraft where you have like the guilds who like this is what they do they they go and then they they beat these bosses like the day it re- it's released you know like they've done that since vanilla well not since vanilla but they've done that since like burning crusade and it's like the game's not really tailored around those kinds of people because those kinds of people have their own totally different play style from everybody else who plays the game yeah i mean like if it was tailored to those guys this game would just be completely impossible and it would really only meet like a niche crowd of me less than 1% of the population would ever play it you know yeah, so people are progression through inferno now like the more average hardcore players but uh but but the difference is, is they actually you know got the gear that they needed to make it doable and not like cheese your way through it yeah so uh, well i mean it was there was like a guy um he always gets like all the world firsts on on everything blizzard does uh or tries to know i forget what his name is but he he was doing something like he, he had like a monk or something and 
there was some some way he 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 cheesed it out, or he, maybe it was a barbarian. I don't remember, but he he had it in such a way so that he just could not die. Like people were just healing him or something. I don't remember the whole story. But Blizzard came in and like nerfed it right afterwards, and he was like, "I can't believe it! Oh my God, Blizzard, you nerfed my character!" You know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird thinking of Diablo three in the in an MMO mentality. A lot of people are though, because it it is pretty much single player with. You know, you can play with a couple friends. Mm. And, like, you're not really being competitive in really any meaningful way, you know? So Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing is I think a lot of people were, were kind of approaching Diablo 3 as if it were an MMO. And I think that's wrong. I think that's... Uh, yeah, a lot it's of like... It, in a World of Warcraft, it, if you're... It feels a little bit like one. Oh, yeah, it, it, it feels, it feels yeah. very MMO-like, but it's completely not an MMO. Mm. Yeah. Like, when I heard about, uh, what was it, Method? Or the big uh, wow gills method yeah um, they're going around getting like all the boss kills on yeah, inferno they, like world <laughs> first uh, diablo and all that stuff and i'm like well i can kind of see that in an mmo where you're competing with other people on your server and it's kind of this meta game within the a certain crowd in, in warcraft mm-hmm. but when you're playing D- diablo it's like what's the point <laughs> yeah and um it's not like when i get a new video game it's a race to see who can beat it first or, you know, beat it on hard difficulty. <laughs> well, in an MMO, you're, you're playing with billions of other people and you kind of are with Diablo as well, but you could just, you, yeah. you, could, you can turn off people being able to join your games and play through the entire game by yourself, enjoy the entire thing by yourself, and... Mm. and uh... Well, the difference is, is in MMOs is, you know, people are around you all the time. Yeah. And Diablo is just, uh, you're playing a single-player game where your friends can play with you. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's easy for... It's, it's easy for other people to play with you, but you're not playing against anyone else. Or It, it has or an really, aspect of... Yeah, or... It, it's, it, it, it has it's kind an of half MMO, kind of half not, but yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like, nowadays, if you made a game... Like, for example, like, the armory guy, like, the blacksmith and the jewel crafter guy, and you can have your professions and use an auction house, that's all very MMO-like. But I can see why it exists because it gives people a purpose to keep playing the game. Like there's, you know, like like I could. It's just now that the real money auction house has opened up. I could be like, oh well, I'm gonna get my character up to Inferno and, and muster on some other people that I know, some other hardcore players, and mm. see if I can't make a few dollars playing it. That'd be kind of cool, you know. And like that, that's where it takes on a more MMO kind of feel. Yeah. But I mean, you don't ever have to do any of that. None of that is actually part of the game. And it feels really nice. Like I, I like knowing that. I'm right now only play with people I know, but I can just jump into other, into like uh, me and Mark would just uh, jump into each other's games and it's like oh we're around the same area, so we just play together for a while and then yeah yeah and then like I stopped, and then when I came back I just played a uh, single player. Yeah. Yeah, it, that that it's very nice to have that seamlessness between the the uh, multiplayer and single player aspects of it because like in Diablo 2 you had to have your single player accounts and then you had to have separate multiplayer accounts mm-hmm. or characters that accounts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like keeping everything together keeps it where you limit the number of characters that you play as. And I guess that's a little easier to make to maintain. I guess all in all in that sense, Diablo three is mm-hmm. built very intelligently. It is. I think they, they, I think anyone who says who who speaks against that is probably someone who was I don't know. I mean, like, I imagine people who don't like Diablo three are people who just were looking for a totally different kind of game. To be right. honest, they're probably looking for a game more like Torchlight 2. Yeah, Because, yeah. like, Torchlight 2 is 
like the company's made from a lot of ex uh, Blizzard North people, and it's um, you know, it has the stats, like the, like all the stats you have to build up. It has a, a talent trees. It's yes, probably yeah. built more intelligently than Diablo 2, but it, it, it's kind of like, you know, this is it's Diablo the same sort of like punish yourself kind of game. <laughs> well, I think you can like respec and all that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that that was the thing with with like games of old and games nowadays, especially since I've been going back and playing a lot of older games that I used to own. Is that games back then were designed to be like. Uh, like I, I think once a long time ago I mentioned like player versus designer mentality where it's like you're going through this game and it seems like the world is working against you in a way and like that can be kind of fun and a lot of games back then would be just really hard and not hard in a sense that they were like skillfully difficult it was like they were just impossible like there are places where it'd be like we're going to have this room collapsing and you need to collect all these coins at the same time and you got a time limit and there's gonna be like these 12 monsters let's see you do that player let's see you do that you know oh, oh, diablo like the old diablo is... one and two is kind of like just D um yeah yeah building characters with uh with stats and equipping an yeah item. it's a standard dungeon crawler yeah RPG. and uh diablo 3 still has stats as as it's, like it's... but like it's, it's kind of all in the background yeah, it's you, you don't control this. You only have limited control over the stats. Yeah, it's more stats and items. Like, story. Like yeah. Stats yeah. really come from your your items, and uh, you have a little more freedom. Yeah. Wait, what? I, like, what so, do you want to do with them? So, on that note, should we talk about the story and maybe some of the the, the uh, animation, game, uh, uh, storytelling, writing? Yeah. Well, first off, of this game? game looks gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. There's rainbows and bright colors. There are yeah, rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was making a joke because, like, a long time ago when they first released like, the initial screenshots, people were like, oh, this game's too bright. It's for babies. You know, because it's so colorful and stuff. It's funny, but... too, because looking back, that was just basically the first three areas of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because, like, what was, like, the, the popular screenshot that was used to re- to reflect that was that one, there's, like, a waypoint in the first act somewhere where there's, like, a, you're on a cliff and there's, like, a waterfall and there's, like, a rainbow, <laughs> like, over the waterfall. Yeah. So, I mean, like, people are like, look at this, oh, my God, you know, and it was, like, well... People were making uh, altered screenshots, making it darker, and you know what the, you know what happened? It made it so dark you couldn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. It didn't make it's anything like... out. See, see, that's the thing. I think we have this preconceived notion of, um, you know, dark stuff has to, has, the lighting has to be dark, and the colors have to be dull, and it's be all yeah, desaturated. Yeah. Where Diablo keeps the keeps the different colors, it keeps the lighting low, but it doesn't desaturate anything. I mean, I watch some videos colors of Diablo two, and that's like the brightest game I ever saw. So <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of ironic that they thought that. yeah yeah and the well, atmosphere like, fits really well it's like in the um the, the one spider caverns it's all very yellow and you got a lot of like the, the spider webs uh, in the foreground like on the ceilings or, or whatnot and it made it feel really creepy it felt like i was in a freaking spider den well, see, this game isn't supposed to be amnesia, you know? It's not supposed to be <laughs> built around the fact that you can't see anything. Like, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a multiplayer adventure game. Yes. Like, it's not like a survival horror game where you're constantly in the dark, you know? I mean, that's, that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> after like, Honestly, after playing games like this and, and Mass Effect, I'm actually very happy that it's not just, like, what, what I call it, brown in a brown factory. Yeah, born in a that's brown not, factory. Yeah, it's just, that's not all the, the colors. It's, it's colorful and it's memorable because, it's memorable because of the colors. Well, and like, and and this is this is a pet peeve of mine with, with most people is that when people start talking about how they think things should be designed, they don't they have no clue what they're talking about. Like, 
like uh, like okay with with games in particular like um a lot of people think that oh it's a game about demons and devils and stuff so therefore it has to be dark and like gray and and scary looking it's like no no it doesn't at all you know what i mean like diablo 3 really goes to show that that you can make it like if blizzard wanted to make the game look really scary they probably could have and i mean like there's parts in this that are kind of scary but it's it's an adventure game you know i don't know there's a few parts in the game which are definitely like dark and spooky Yeah, yeah 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 ironically in the last act considering yeah. where it takes place. <laughs> um, um, and, like, the animations are, are fantastic. Animation. Yeah. It, it is a little funny, like, how they do the cutscenes in-game. Not the not the pre-rendered ones, which are gorgeous, but the um, the ones when, when you, like, finish an act and the characters are not talking to each other. Like, I remember the first act, um, uh, you get you get Kane back, and then uh, Leia's like, you're alive! And she just kind of, like, stomps her foot and, like, bows up and down while shaking her hands, and I'm like... That's not how people. Oh act. yeah, I guess they still have like the uh, talking heads. Like, yeah, yeah they they went with very yeah. pre-animated basic stuff. It's not necessarily scripted to. It um. What the dialogue is it's to show. It let feeling. you do other things when they were talking. Yes. Which, which which was a plus. Like when in multiplayer, you would like trigger the cutscene, and I would continue like doing some blacksmithing. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh, yep, okay, Deckard, okay, that's good, okay. To, <laughs> there, there were there were a couple that, that don't let you do that, but they were the more important yeah. part of the game. And yeah, usually when, when games do the kind of, uh, what do they call it, like hand-drawn cutscenes, I usually kind yeah. of cry foul a little bit. It's like, oh, this is obviously did this to save time, and it, if it's done well, then it's okay. Yeah. I think yeah. it, it works in this sense because the theme is supposed to be like you're you're reliving the story or you're, he's yeah. telling the story of what's happening. It's, you're kind of like, like a, reading it in like a book or it's like an ancient tome or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's fitting. It actually, honest, happened, though, it actually happened less and less as the game went on. Something <laughs> something I noticed though is a lot of like the the hand drawn cutscenes and stuff. This isn't like a lot of games over. It's like a still image that they just showed. There's there a lot of still, there's still a lot of nice animation. Yeah, it's it was, still 3D animated models. And it was like it was things like um what was it uh, Metal Gear Solid Digital Graphic Novel the one on the the PSP well, where they, they take the they take the hand drawn stuff and they move that around or they um, emulate that kind of deal. Well yeah yeah you're right. It's it was hand drawn but they still had 3D models. In their yeah website. yeah and Metal Digital well, Graphic like, Novel did that. A good too. example okay. of how it's done well here too is that whenever you beat Act Two and it's showing like the the city and all that you know like it, it shows like this low angle shot of the city and it's like all hand drawn there's like birds flying by and like there's ink trails coming off of them as they're going by and stuff and like to to signify the wind and it it all looks really good you know like it's yeah. done really really well so yeah and like mark said the uh cg cutscenes are and blizzard is just amazing at this like blizzard's yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. cinematic we're, gonna, games. we're actually going back and reanimating everything we've ever done because we feel insignificant <laughs> now <laughs> no, they are the, the 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 rendering is amazing. The there's character certain, animation is yeah. There's a certain uniqueness to Blizzard's yeah. um, CG like animation stuff that I just can't quite put my finger on. The, well, you it's, know it's, what it is? It's the human animation feel. It feels like we've gone past the uncanny valley and we're coming out of it. Where the the uncanny valley is where something looks human but doesn't act yeah. human, so it looks awkward. Whereas they're sort of on the the farther end of this, where their human animation feels a little more human rather than just like an animated character. Like ever since Warcraft three, they just got blown it out of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. I remember Diablo two had some good ones, but it was, it was still kind of kind of oldish. Yeah, 
you guys are gonna love the the Tomb Raider playthrough with the cutscenes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but anyways, the uh, oh, what was I gonna say? Well, yeah, I mean, like, I was it's it's like Pixar versus I don't want to say versus DreamWorks because they're not bad with some of their later stuff, but like you can look at a Pixar movie and it looks like it's all done with an actual camera. You know, it's like it's like they actually built the set and put a camera in it and had all the characters doing their things. Whereas, like with a lot of other CG, even in movies that aren't like CG, like you know, you got like like in the the Total Recall preview too, you have things where you just know it's not actually there. Like it's yeah, like somehow, Star, somehow Star Wars prequels. Yeah, like yeah. with with Pixar stuff, even though it's all animated, you still know that it's or I'm sorry, it still feels real, you know, and, and Blizzard's really good at that too, with all their stuff, it feels like it's an, an actual movie, like they that they took a camera, and they have the characters there, and they're filming, like, what's going on, rather than they, animating it all on the computer Things are grounded in reality Well, yeah. I, I would say, in Blizzard cinematics it's kind of almost a hyper reality, where characters are Everything's um, be artistic, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. still using kind of a uh, unique art style, but there's just something the, how the way their 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 skin moves on their muscles and the way they're I don't know. It's really hard to explain, and I can't explain it. But it, it's it's hard to if you're an animator, you might be able yeah. to pick out like the very small movements and things like that. Well, the that, way they frame up all their shots is is really that, unique too. that too. They, the the directing and the cinematography is fantastic. I've always wondered what it'd be like if Blizzard actually made a movie but then i realized you know what maybe one reason why these look so good is because they're only you know a few minutes long each and they just put yeah. so much freaking detail into it that... I, I really wonder like how much they how much money they spent on each cutscene. like what was That's the average per cutscene compared to like you know pixar's movies or anything like that like starcraft 2 cutscenes were amazing those were amazing yeah. they only had like what four or five of them yeah and like <laughs> the War- and, and like the world of warcraft intros are always really well done um, yeah, oh, they... we're gonna, we're gonna see CG pandas soon. This is about not me. Podcast, damn it! So, so the actual story. Um, I was totally unfamiliar with with Diablo lore. I knew some basics, like I knew there was a world stone and a soul stones, and there was there angels and demons. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I myself couldn't remember that much from the first two games. Most of the second game is a blur. I think I didn't pay attention to the second game story that much. I did. I paid attention to a lot of the lore, because um, I love lore. But Diablo, Diablo two and one and stuff like they had story to them, but it wasn't very deep. Uh, Diablo three really expanded on everything in that universe. Like yeah, uh, like Diablo yeah. three is like just a pro- even though it's probably not an amazing story, it's it's still just kind of like you know. I mean, it, it, it's more like you, you're watching a movie, and this is what would be the plot of a movie. Yeah. yeah, and they still have a lot of deep details there. Because, like, Diablo 2 was, like, what? Well, Diablo 1 was the Diablo has taken over the church, and uh, the king's gone crazy because Diablo possessed him, and you, you're you a hero, and you're going to go save the day. And then, like, Diablo 2 was... Oh, and, and then there was, like, a, I'm, I'm sure there was more detail to it than that, but, like, you had yeah. a... Um, you had to get like a soul stone, and then you trapped Diablo in the soul stone, and, and then you uh, shoved it in your forehead. Yeah, you shoved it in your forehead. <laughs> and then in Diablo two, uh, the hero from the first game has gone crazy because it turns out he didn't defeat Diablo; he just trapped him in a soul stone and shoved it in his forehead. And uh, Diablo's <laughs> like possessed him now, and so like he becomes this dark wanderer, and they go out to to like go back to hell and take over everything. And um, 
and like Diablo 2 had a much deeper story and it was it was it was interesting they they got involved with like all the Herodrim stuff and you we went around the world and all that. But Diablo Roger Cube. <laughs> but like you have quite a prize in that Herodric uh, that Diablo cube I almost called it wouldn't that be funny the favorite part about Diablo 3 is when Deckard Kane talks about stuff it's like oh these spiders are evil spiders <laughs> my, my favorite one is when you get that the, the other guy who talks about the the random things around there and he, he tells you about the trees yeah. did you ever get that one Casey about the trees yeah. and, he's, and he's like um that was his. Like I've heard ridiculous stories of people being attacked by trees. That's that's crazy. They're actually giant mobile beasts. But they're not trees at all. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Diablo three kind of the first part of like Act one kind of uh, relates back to Diablo one in a lot of ways. It was, like, it was yeah. nice going back to Tristram again. And I remember looking around and it feeling very familiar. Like I saw a cow's skeleton. Yeah, you go to the like ruins the of old Tristram. Yeah, there's, there's like the cow skeleton where the <laughs> the cow used to stand. And... They have they and actually that I noticed that the Tristram itself changes slightly every time you go into it. There's usually yeah. a couple differences. I found a cellar in there once. Um, it was nice going to Gris. They have Griswold's sign still hanging up, and you can actually find his sword. Uh, I guess at a random drop in his weapon rack. Yeah. So I liked uh, Tyrael in this new version, who's who's a, a human most of the time. He, he had a, a much better character. Stripped away of his um, of his uh, heavenly uh, powers. Mm. And like when you first, um, I guess not when you first find them, but at the end of Act One, um, when he's being tortured, he says, um, "I'm I'm dying." <laughs> Like he, yeah. it's like this is a totally new experience for him. The act of getting hurt. And, uh, <laughs> I, it's, just, well, it's just little he, things like that that I really liked about his character. I really liked, uh, like, like Blizzard tends to kind of have very similar stories in their games, um, and this has some elements of that too. But they really did a lot of new stuff, and they did a, like I've been playing World of Warcraft for a long time, and none of the, the actual characters in World of Warcraft feel like actual characters to me. They're just kind of like archetypes. And in Diablo 3, they did a really good job of having personalities tagged to these people. Like Tyrael, for example. I remember he's talking about, at one point, he's a he's a mortal now or whatever. And uh, he talks about why this is so different for him. Because in World of Warcraft, there's a lot of mortals or immortals that become mortals. And it's this big deal, you know. It's been <laughs> happening forever. But they're just like, they're mortal now. They've given up their immortality. And it's like, oh, okay. But in Diablo 3, Tyrael's talking about it. And he says that, like... That you know this this is incredible. Every moment of my life is exhilarating because every single moment matters now. Because one day I know I will die, and like I was like, huh, that's a take on it that I'd never really thought about. That like he's just suddenly so filled with life because he's no longer immortal. That before it's just kind of like you know these angels are what they are. They know everything, but now that he's mortal, he's seeing it through new eyes. You know what they saying? They have like a a scroll that basically tells the entire history of all time. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, since they're immortal, it's like, who cares? But since he is mortal, if he doesn't like any, anything that's going on, he has he knows he has the power to, to change it. Mm. Yeah, and like that was written really, really well as, as a character point. Um, and like they they portrayed the demons a lot better in this one too. Like they're not just great big bad guys. I mean, well, I mean they are, but 
they kind of talk about why they are, and it makes a lot more sense. That it's like the, the angels kind of represent everything that um, is like orderly in the world, and the demons are everything that's chaos, and that's why they just fight with each other all the time. And there, there's always has to be kind of a balance between that. Um, they uh, went into stuff that was probably in a lot of the, the novels and all that, but about how um, angels had the chance to destroy a sanctuary, you know, like Earth. Yeah. And uh, material. It's basically the one that said no. We should let them live, and because of that, like like demons were allowed to run rampant on sanctuary, like um, taking control of everyone. And the angels were basically powerless to intervene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, uh, oh, the, and they, they, the um, the the whole creation of the earth of, of sanctuary in that game. Like, I, they called it Sanctuary in the previous ones, but I never really understood why until this one was because it was mm -hmm. supposed to be a safe haven for all the angels and demons that didn't want to fight. So they created the Earth together and called it Sanctuary, and it was like their paradise. Yeah. And then they all fell in love eventually, and then they mingled and created basically the humans, only at the time they were called the Nephilim. Yeah. And that was really interesting, too, because I was like, oh, so like, like that, they, it all has a play in with it, you know? Like, um, it, it, it was... all. It was also interesting how they took like uh, elements from like religious texts and uh, I guess mostly bi biblical texts and turned it into their own sort of universe. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, most of the stuff was, was probably written down in, in novels and stuff and backstory, but it was integrated into the game really well this yeah. time around, and uh, so it just just made it more interesting to to learn about everything. And they had actual like NPC characters now that had kind of a, a story arc as you progress through the game. Like, all, all of your uh, followers have interesting stories. Yeah, <laughs> they were. You hire, yeah. yeah. Yes. And some fantastic dialogue. Yeah. Oh, God, Really yeah. good dialogue with them, and, like, that uh, a jewel crafter. He's wonderful. Who does his yeah. voice, by the way? I don't know. I'll, I'll look that it up. It sounds familiar. Um, but, yeah, he, I remember the first time you come across him, he's like, oh, it was, it was boring in that barrel, you know? It's just like, <laughs> you're like, what? what? I remember when I first found him, I was wandering around in the sewers with him, and, like, he just never stopped. He just, every time he says something, the moment he stops, it's like two seconds, he says something else. He's like, oh, this wonderful architecture everywhere. It's just like, I, you can wander Mare the witch. world for, yeah, you can wander the world for, for Aeon to never say this, this architecture like this, except for that part. I've seen that part. Except for that part. <laughs> yeah, like... um, I think that character, um, he makes a lot of references to um, him uh, trying to find an ancient jewel that contains like an or, like an evil that predates Diablo, and like okay. and, like in like the prime evils. And I think if there's an expansion, which there probably is going to be, um, I think that's what's going to be about. I don't know. And like the game. The game ends on a note that could be ambiguous. Like, if you, I mean, like, you can kind of see where it would, where it could continue from here. But it's definitely an ending, and I like that. It's not just some big cliffhanger, you know. Yeah, if they, um, they basically all, all the, all the seven big bad evils. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> yeah, from from this game and previous games, were their souls were in a black soul stone, and. Diablo ends up taking control of, of them all. But since you defeat Diablo in, in Shadow of the uh, Black Soul Stone, it, it's kind of implied that these these bad guys are gone forever. Well, sort of. I mean, because like, Diablo takes control of the Black Soul Stone and, and he's in the game um, through 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 means that are, that are less than uh, 
it, it was kind of cool because he's not in the game till like the very end, and like the way he is brought into it is really well done. And I was like, oh my god, you know, and it happened. It's a big twist, but like, uh, but he doesn't. They they destroy the Black Soulstone, but when you kill Diablo, he um, because he still has his own Soulstone that still contains him. Oh really? Oh yeah, because every time one of the demons, I think every time one of the demons died, well at the very end when it, like he disintegrates and all that, his heart's like left behind. Oh, I thought that was you the Black Soulstone. Oh maybe it is the Black Soulstone. Uh, let's like, see. I'm sorry, go ahead. Maybe, I mean, like, well, like I said, well, maybe, I don't want to spoil a whole lot of stuff. I'll we'll have to let viewers so, like, that's why I think, watch it, but... So when they I... make an expansion, and I'm <laughs> almost certain that they will, um, that it won't be, you know, kind of rehashing the same stories we've heard of. It, it'll be, like, a brand new evil, like, this this ancient evil force that the, uh... Maybe. Dualcrafter was talking about. We'll so, see what happens. Apparently, the, the voice of Covetous Shen, according to the Diablo 3 forums is um, uh, the father of Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Oh, okay. Is it doing um, anything else? Uh, it says the guy's name is uh, James Hung and is also the guy from Big Trouble in Little China, Lo Pan. Hmm. Oh. Also been a couple episodes of Big Bang Theory. Okay, so he's not a super well-known guy, but... Uh, yeah, I, I heard the voice before. Creus, or my friend uh, John Spratlin, thought it was um, the father from uh, of Amy in Futurama, so... No, no, that's that's, that's Billy a, West. That's Billy West. Yeah. Oh, it is. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does like half the voices on this. Show. Yeah. <laughs> God damn you, Billy West! <laughs> so talented. Uh, so yeah, the the overall story, while kind of basic, had some really uh, cool characters like uh, Ateriel and the NPCs. I like um, the scoundrel too. The yeah, the and it, it does some interesting stuff like the. Uh, like the desert place, like you're you're fighting the Lord of Lies, so there's a bunch of a uh, treachery going on. The, yeah, actually, you know what? My biggest beef with the game, like my biggest problem, uh, was so I was recently playing through, thinking about this. Um, probably how it have to be Act Three, and how it, like Act Three begins really good. Like, like, like I don't want to spoil stuff for everybody, but oh, that's fine. I'm gonna give warnings. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So Act Three begins, and it's like a big war against like the Lord of Sin. Like he's he's gonna take over the world, and you gotta stop him. You're in this keep, right? And they they build up that that uh, what's his name, the Lord of Sin. Um, Asmodon. Asmodon doesn't have a V. It has a Z. Asmodon. <laughs> he um, that he's like the greatest like tactician ever. That he's like led the burning armies of hell for just forever, and just really knows what he's doing. And like, but he doesn't. Really, he just comes off as like this Saturday morning cartoon villain. Like every time you see me, it's just like, well, I don't care that you've blown up my catapults. I'm just gonna kill you. And it's <laughs> I just still like, have monsters. Oh, yeah. you, you killed my monsters, but I still. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like the whole act. He just keeps popping up. Oh. And it's like your bedroom is empty. Overall, that's my favorite act. But you're right in that. Uh, I-, I thought the bosses were were weak. Um, but yeah, like. That like, was when my... I like the, the story leading up to the bosses. Yeah, I, I actually liked that act. Like, I've, I've been playing through it on Nightmare, and I like that act a lot, like, playing it. It's really fun, because there's, like, you know, meteors crashing down everywhere, and stuff's collapsing, and you see all these big monsters, and there's a lot of cool stuff going on, and it's really fun to play. But, like, Asmodon comes up, comes off as just, like, this really weak villain, um, 
I mean, like, how much cooler would that act have been if, like, you never went out to the actual battlefield, you're just defending the keep the entire time, and it's just like a losing battle. Like, every time you do something, Azon does two more things that just hinder your progress even more. In the end, what you end up doing was, like, how about we let him win, right? Like, we let him run over the keep. When he comes to the Black Soul Stone, he'll show up himself because he's prideful, he's full of sin, you know? And then we'll defeat him when he comes to us, rather than going to him. I was thinking when I was playing that, I was saying, it's a little ridiculous that my this one character, even even though this is the point of the game, is single-handedly <laughs> turning the tide of this massive invasion. Yeah. I know, it's, <laughs> and, it's, uh, he's the hero. You light the fires, it saves the keep. Yeah, and, you know? and like, uh, <laughs> you beat this one boss at the end, and that, like, you know, like that uh, siege break, uh, breaker guy, and all of a sudden that stops the the, the siege. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that really bothered me. And like, they could have done because I thought because like Act Two, since you know you're, you're going up against the Lord of Lies, like you said earlier, there's a lot of people stabbing each other in the back. There's a lot of people not telling you the truth. Um, and you kind of you know figure everything out by the end of it, and that was really clever. So I figured with Act Three, it was going to have to do a lot with sin, like people doing things that were not morally correct and following things like gluttony and, and lust and stuff like that um, in their decision making, and it was going to lead them to ruin. But it didn't do any of that. It was just a big, big battle, and you had to go fight the big bad boss. And I was like, this has nothing to do with like it. Like I didn't like that at all. I liked the act a lot. Like ironically, it's like my favorite act, and it's like the it's act most I'd exciting like. act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're right. Um, Looking back, it's like it should have followed it was a some opportunity. Yeah, like... <laughs> and, and technically, it had the first actual dungeon. What? When in the third act, the it, this is a dungeon crawler game, and mostly going around caves and and oh, basements. Oh, yeah. And I guess, well, maybe the torture chamber in Act One was yeah, like you the went first dungeon. A dungeon and... That's <laughs> true. I guess this is the second dungeon because it was the dungeon of the castle. There was the sewers in Act 2. That's and not a dungeon. Those are dungeons, and then Act 3 had, you know... <laughs> so I think, even though if you read the achievement list, it was kind of spoiled, uh, Act 4 takes place in the high heavens. Yeah. Which yeah. Uh, I wish it was a full-blown act, because that, that, that place was so cool. So many vases of blue stuff that you could just... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I had the... full-blown act too. It was good, but... That... Oh, well, yeah, because, like, I, I mean, it would be really funny, like, if there was, like, a town, and you're, like, blacksmith and covetous Shen are there, like, in heaven, you know? Hanging out in heaven. They're yeah, just like, like, oh, it's heaven. Yeah, like, I wish that act had more of a, you know, a three-part structure, like, uh, like all the other ones, and uh, I know it wasn't a time restraint, because this game took so long to make. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's for some reason they decided that that's how they wanted this last act to feel. It was just like this is the climax, and that's all it is. Well, I thought it was going to be like kind of, and it's a little bit like this, but like breaking into heaven. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's like basically Diablo goes in there, kicks Aperius's butt, and you're following right behind him. And I thought maybe like Diablo has a chance, to like, like bunker down in there for a while, and you would have to kind of work with the angels to, to break free. This, there's actually one lost plot point too. Imperius hates like humans and Nephilim and all that. He just doesn't like them at all. And a new being yeah. there just enrages him. Like every time he sees it, he's like, "I'm gonna kill you!" But he never yeah. does. I thought he was, was gonna, yeah, like I thought it was gonna be a boss battle. And so, we're back. Sure. We had a little. Oh, I had a little internet hiccup. 
Yeah, so don't blame it on us. Yeah. I didn't come to your house and unplug your internet. To be fair, this is the experience that you may have ser- you may have uh, felt during the first few days of playing Diablo 3. We're just recreating the Diablo 3 launch. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's wrap it up here. Um, like, I think I was saying before, uh, I disconnected, like, I wish Act 4 was a little longer, and, 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 like, obviously they had enough time to make it longer, so they just chose not to. So, uh, but it, it was it was still a good act, and it was a, a pretty good conclusion. Um, mortals and like, uh, Teriel remained mortal at the end, right? Like he, he didn't regain yeah, his powers. He's yeah. he's still mortal, but he's gonna work in heaven now. Like yeah. he's still, I think he's still considered yeah, an angel, but he's well, he's gonna be. He's now the archangel of wisdom. Like he was the archangel of truth, and now he's gonna be the archangel of wisdom. I wonder who's gonna become the truth angel, and is it like a job position they gotta fill? Does that mean truth no longer exists? No, not truth, justice. He was justice. Oh, justice. Does that mean justice no longer exists now that we have wisdom? Well, you kill all these prime evils that represent terror and stuff. I mean, does that mean that terror no longer exists? I I thought he said that he is now justice and not the archangel of justice. No, he said he's wisdom. He said he's going to serve as wisdom, yeah. Because he's he's been immortal and he's seen the world do mortal lives. Actually, I I thought that was very fitting. I like that. Yeah, so he's like the in-between between mortals and, and heaven now. And, uh... Yeah, like, I don't think Diablo, uh, Blizzard's the type of company that will just go and make a Diablo 4. So this, yeah, won't. So even though I think there, even though I think there's going to be expansions, and there most certainly will be, um, I think the, the saga of Diablo is probably over. done for a while, yeah. yeah. Unless they, if they choose to make more, it's not going to be for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and if they make another one, it, it like, I don't think it... It's going to continue like... Oh, that was a good two weeks of the new Diablo. Yep. <laughs> so how do you think this game is going to hold up in the years to come? Do you think people will be playing it? People still play Diablo 1 online, from what I understand. They say that. Well, I mean, yeah, we know that, but it's like... How, how are they going to do the same thing with Diablo 3? I think I they will. Diablo 3. Yeah. I, think they, I think it depends on the game and how it holds up. I think nowadays... Because, see, like, I mean... I, I really feel that a lot of people keep playing Diablo 2 and StarCraft 1 and all that because of the nostalgia behind it. They Probably. they played it when they were kids and just loved it. So, I mean, like, will Diablo, will Diablo 3 and StarCraft 2 and, and all those games still hold up the same way? I mean, maybe. But, well, I, think, uh, I think StarCraft 2 has the benefit of being an RTS. Yeah, um, yeah. And, well, with Diablo Diablo games, they always have the random gener- generated landscape yeah, that, dungeons, that, and that, that helps for replayability. Repl- replay that far. Like, I'm... Remember me and you were playing Act One in like for like the third time, and we were like, "Okay, I'm getting kind of tired of this." Yeah, because we did it three times in like a day. four days. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are different kind of players, though. Like, I'm sure I'll keep playing this game because I really enjoyed the character building. I like, I like the uh, yeah. Like I'm looking forward to going stuff. through Nightmare, and I definitely yeah. want to play another class up. Yeah, and it, it's a um, in, in normal modes, casual enough where I don't have to worry too much about being stressed out about it, and uh. I think I'll definitely come back to it a lot. Well, I know that, uh... Because, like, with World of Warcraft, for example, I love to, like, you know, like, I'm gonna get one of every kind of character to level 80 and stuff like that. Like, I I love that kind of stuff. So I know I'll be playing Diablo 3 forever. But, like, um... Yeah, I don't know about, like, the general masses, though. It's it's definitely a good game. They need a uh, skip story option for people (laughs) who just want to level through it because, you know... Since I just saw all this stuff when I was playing Nightmare, I was like, okay, escape, 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 escape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go to talk. What was it I was playing with? I think it was, um, 
Uh, it was one of my other friends, but we were just like skipping the dialogue, and it caused them to just be like, Belial, 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 the Lord of Lies! <laughs> and they're just like saying everything instantaneously. And it's just like, it's like, oh no, it was Goatman. That's what it was. We're in Act <laughs> One. It wasn't you, Mark. We were skipping just the dialogue real quick, and then they're just like, like I know the answer is Goatman, Goatman, the Goatman, Goatman, <laughs> the Mystery Fields. And it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, so, one thing before we wrap it up, uh, I guessed that Leah became Diablo um, at, at last year's E3. Wait, wait, uh, I mean, uh, Blizzard. Diablo? When did yeah, that happen? Diablo 3. Um, because I, 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 I saw the art of the new Diablo, and I go, there's kind of a, a feminine look about him. Like, just the way his like body's built. I bet that lady from the video they showed <laughs> somehow becomes Diablo because she's messing with things she shouldn't mess and, with. And when Diablo walks into heaven in the, for the last act's cutscene, he does sway his hips quite like a woman. <laughs> yeah, he has a very feminine look about it, but then he opens his mouth and he's like, You angels will fear. <laughs> Didn't you um, say that you could still hear her voice, but it was like modulated? Like with no, 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 we were, I, I, was, I was saying, like, wouldn't it be funny if... if she was still voicing the character. Mm. Wouldn't be surprised if, if they if, put it like over it like a little bit. Wouldn't be surprised um, if they did. Yeah, that. I guessed that they were going that uh, Emperor Hakan from Act Two was going to be Belial. Well, that's I, the easy thing. Like I remember when I saw the whole from the falling star and go, oh, I bet uh, Angel fell from the heavens and <laughs> and like and then Chris Bow was like, oh, I bet it's Tyrael. And it was like in the first five minutes of the game. <laughs> well, it was funny because I didn't guess any of that. I was just like, I got there and I was like, what? There's a man down here. <gasps> it's an angel. Oh my god, it's Tyrael. And then like Act 2, I was like, I bet Emperor Hakan's Belial. And that was my only thing I guessed. Everything else was like, somehow went right over my no, head. I didn't guess happened. that uh, Leah's mother was actually like evil i and... suspected because she was a total jerk and i was like yeah, they wouldn't make her character be such a bitch <laughs> pardon the language <laughs> if uh <laughs> if she wasn't going to turn against us somehow. also note that she's still out there oh that's true yes. oh, that's true i didn't think about that there's she's still out there we didn't resolve the stuff with imperius like yeah. he's still a jerk is uh imperius um, he didn't die right like no, no, they were no. all like still fidgeting when when yeah. they were knocked out. Was it was it you guys who was talking about this? Where like Diablo goes up and messes with the uh, the thing that powers all of heaven, and all the angels get turned off. <laughs> it turns off. The <laughs> it turns off all their angels. This <laughs> <laughs> one switch. I mean, goes. Oh no, our what? power. It's basically, what is this heaven? Is this heaven? Uh, so they're going to go, man. Tyrael, it's a good thing you're immortal. He's like, yeah, and that was kind of a nice twist. How. At the end of the day, is like it was mortal men that had to had to save heaven. Yeah, because heaven runs on a light switch. Although I did like having the um, what's his name there, the the scoundrel. <laughs> He's running around in heaven, going like, "Look at all this gold everywhere! <laughs> all I need is something to pry it up with." My wizard's like, "Stop that!" <laughs> so don't do that. We we all obviously really like Diablo three. We highly recommend it. Um. Do, you guys kind of like disappointed in it anyway i already mentioned the only thing i was disappointed by and it's a minor point i mean it's it's me looking for things to nitpick about the story in act three so i was i guess except for some of the un, un unfinished um uh, uh the loose ends of the story like uh expansion packs. Various stuff. hopefully that'll be resolved in expansion packs 
but I'm sure it will. It's really no big deal. The, the, the main story was fine, um, right? Yeah, I think even though the real game kind of comes in nightmare, where it becomes more like more of a challenge. Um, even and, and, and even though it took me like 18 hours to beat it, I wish it was a little bit longer. And I think a fully fleshed out Act Four would have helped that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's all pretty minor stuff when you when you get down get right down to it. Um, so yeah, go play Diablo three, and uh, it's kind of weird because like Torchlight two is uh, coming out in a, in a few months, and um, I think it's going to be kind of more true to Diablo two than Diablo three was. But like I said, like I said at the very beginning of the podcast, it's like Blizzard wasn't out to copy it exactly; they were out to um, improve on it. Now all we have to wait for is Half-Life 3. Half-Life 3. And D4. Next Well, I guess the, the next Blizzard game is um, Mr. Pandaria, which Mark isn't into, but then uh, Heart of the Swarm is hopefully out this year, too. Oh, that's right. And then after that, they're, they've they got that new MMO they're working I, on. Come on. I hope we hear about that soon. I'm really curious about... World of Starcraft? I bet you they might say something about it next BlizzCon because they've been. I mean, because like think about it, what products they're, they're running out of things to keep announcing, you know? Yeah, and uh, the MMO space is is itching for something new, and if if any company is going to inject some new stuff into it, it's definitely Blizzard. Yeah. yeah, well, not well, kind of life. Yeah, it's like all these new MMOs being announced, like the Elder Scrolls and uh, Star Wars just came out. I mean, they're all following the same basic formula, and something needs to kick it in the butt. Time if for... They MMO, if they made an MMO that works like Diablo 3 does, I think it would be genius. Yeah, it's like, imagine, like, even though Diablo 3 kind of feels like Diablo 2 mixed with World of Warcraft, what if their new MMO is, like, World of Warcraft and Diablo 3 mixed together? World yeah. of Diablo 3 craft. Well, you take the idea that you know you don't. There's no there's no talent trees. You know, like it's it's all based on like like what if your abilities just there, work the way they do in Diablo too? Like it's just, like it's just like just strictly the numbers. It's not having anything to do with like building up certain particular stats to make certain abilities work in rotations. And, and like then no like tanks and healers. There's there's you know you can just do it. Oh, robot man, you're cutting out. Oh, maybe it's time to go. Yeah, it's God's coming out. Stop talking about Diablo. <laughs> Okay, Every, everybody wave goodbye. Okay. Um, you can contact us at josephelfrog at gmail.com. And uh, you can find us on, on Twitter at um, joseph underscore elfrog and the fedora and uh, the tuneworks. And Casey doesn't have Twitter. Well, he does. He just ignores it. Yeah. <laughs> I just completely ignore it, yeah. And uh, goodbye, Diablo 3. <laughs> Don't forget cartoons. to subscribe on Facebook. a new one by the time you listen to this. Oh, yeah, please go to our Facebook page and like and give us a like on Facebook. It's uh, the the name of uh, TuneWorks. With an E. And uh, episode three is coming real soon, we swear. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming. It's actually be super close to being done. It's just uh, Casey and Mark and... I'm uh, not Mark. Uh, Casey, Chris, and technically me I have to finish up the scenes we're working on and then Mark's going to clean it up a little bit and yeah. uh, it'll be ready there's a couple backgrounds that need to be done stuff like that but that's that's for a whole other podcast we'll yeah we're going to talk about how we can improve production on these joint projects yeah, yeah. and Diablo 3 is done with for now so, yeah Itch. like I'm taking a break from Diablo <laughs> I'll probably play it 
And to be fair, anybody out there who wants to see the new episode, you wouldn't have watched it. You would have played Diablo 3. Yeah, you would have played it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Whatever. Well, next podcast will probably, um, we're all together, will probably be the episode 3 podcast. So uh, we'll, we'll see you then. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.